and then had to change planes in Atlanta. Yeah. And you have to get your luggage, drag it through uh, customs, <laughs> and then go through security again. Oh. It's like, what a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Dance, monkey, dance. This week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. John, you're back in the country. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <sighs> it, yeah, it was an ordeal. Are you are you glad to be back, or would you rather still be over now? Um, well, <laughs> the, there was certainly a, a difference in customer service between the London airport and and Atlanta and Orlando. Okay. Um, I flew in on Virgin Atlantic, uh-huh. and it's they're they're not as cramped as like U.S. planes. Yeah. So even though I was way back in the cheap seats, cheap cheap seats, I didn't have you know my knees up against the seat in front of me, <laughs> and uh. You got a snack, and you got a meal, and you got another snack, and yeah. I was, you know, that was nice. And then I switched in Atlanta, one of the shitholes of the South. <laughs> I know that's re- I know that's redundant. Yeah. And I had to collect my luggage and go through customs, and then go back through. Uh, security again and you know take your laptops out take your shoes off all that bullshit uh and um and the plane was like shit i mean it was delta right which i expected much more much better but it was just kind of dirty and the service wasn't that great and uh they had um stopped not filling the center or yep. not not filling extra seats yeah so it it was like being on a cattle car did they it's hand like, out ah. the the clear ziploc bag with a soda and or not a soda a water and a like bag of peanuts in it uh not that i saw oh okay i mean it was only like an hour flight from atlanta to orlando right so by the time you get to altitude, it's time to come back down. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> travel is just, it just fucking sucks. People suck the bullshit that you still have to take your fucking shoes off. And uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's to make you safe because one dude, one dude tried to blow up a plane with a shoe bomb and how many how many decades ago 2001 and uh-huh. now everybody has to take their shoes off but some dude walks into a, a club with an automatic rifle there's nothing we can do about that uh, right you know right the the knee-jerk reactions of every industry except for the 
weapons industry for some reason. Yeah. So did so, you leave your car at the airport for a month or did you Uber? No, I Ubered. Okay. Since I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> and, you know, when you get in at, at midnight, the Uber prices are really fucking high. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, like, could you even find an Uber at midnight? But I guess it's Orlando, so it's a little different. Yeah. Well, I mean, from my house to the airport, it was 50 bucks, including tip. Well, that's not bad. From the airport to home... It was $140, including oh, tips. shit. Yeah. Wow. So, but like I said, I didn't have to pay for it, so I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, for five, being gone for five weeks, I was not going to leave my car at the airport. Well, I, actually I, put, I actually put it in, in my garage. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Um, it, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. I have had more things shoved up my nose in the past five weeks. <laughs> I think I did seven COVID tests. Yeah. Over the course of it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> all negative, Not, I assume? Yes, all negative. Okay. Yes. They were all horrible, but they but they were negative. Because <laughs> there's that new variant that they're all worried about now. Oh Jesus Christ! That, that's like a major uh, cause for concern in England. So I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I got to my hotel at the at Heathrow uh, about five thirty in the afternoon on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Dropped off my bags and jumped on the tube <laughs> and uh, heading toward Cockfoster <laughs> <laughs> to get to downtown London, where I, I walked way too much in just a few hours. Did you, did you go to Piccadilly Circus? <laughs> no. No? I went to the next stop over, which is Le- Leicester Square. Oh, okay. And then I walked all the way up to uh, St. Paul's and the Millennia Bridge and then back. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice hike. <laughs> but the, the weather was gorgeous. Yeah. You know, it was like 70. The sun didn't set until like 930. Um, nice breeze. Uh, wasn't a lot of people out. Well, that's good. Which I kind of expected since they just reopened. Right. Um, but I really should have like had dinner first before I went out exploring. Because <laughs> <laughs> by the time I got back, everything was closed. Oh, whoops. And um, best I could do was a bottle of water and a, a um, protein bar oh. <laughs> when I got back to the hotel. Well, but that sucks. it was all right. Yes. Had ran into a very, very aggressive panhandler. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I'm usually pretty good about not making eye contact and just powering through and not paying attention and pretending I, you know, either don't speak the language or whatever. <laughs> and this Irish woman kept following me. And it's like, what the fuck? And she's like, sir, 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 sir. <laughs> so finally I stopped. 
And she asked me for change. So I, I actually had some, some English change in my pocket. So I gave her some pennies. <laughs> and, and she said, thank you. And she's like, survival. No, <laughs> she runs off. <laughs> you should have just said, no hable inglés. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very interesting experience. No, well, that's good. I mean, at least, it, you know, you weren't stuck at home. She got to travel a little bit. Yeah. Which yeah. a lot of people haven't gotten to do. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, successful trip. So, yeah, 70 in like June and then you come back to what, like 110 in Florida? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like walking through pudding. <laughs> Did you get off the plane at midnight and it's like 90 degrees out and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So yeah, so now I'm back, back in the good old USA. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, that's good. Glad you made it safely. Yep. So I, uh, before before we got on today, I was watching my niece's high school graduation online okay. because they they only allowed like two tickets for your parents um, to go in person not that I would have gone all the way up to Pennsylvania but um, them streaming it meant that I actually got to watch it and it's it's interesting because I don't know the last time you went to a high school graduation Uh, two years ago actually okay so I had forgotten because I haven't been to one in decades. The last one I probably went to was mine. And so I had forgotten all the bullshit that goes on before they start handing out the diplomas. And everybody's got to make a speech and it's the class president. And then they award some kind of special honor and then somebody else makes it. And every single, you know, speech that was made was about the tough year that it's been right and the speeches basically echo each other and I was like oh man I I don't remember the only thing that I remember about my graduation was the valedictorian made uh, was trying to make a point in his speech and he talked about life as a journey on like a boat and okay. sailing through like tough waters because the town where I grew up was like right next to the ocean. So it was very nautical. And at the end of the speech, he made a, some comment about being a good seaman, but he didn't mean it the way that it came out that everybody giggled at. He, you know, he was talking about like an actual seafaring person. So that's okay. the only thing that I remember about mine. So, <laughs> They were they were going on and on about how like Zoom calls and and worried about graduating. And I was like, I kind of miss having that youthful outlook on life. I'm way too old and jaded now that the entire time they're talking, I'm like, you're all going to end up in jobs you hate. You're all going to come home bitching. Some of you are going to like have drinking problems like. just the the youthful outlook on life when you graduate high school just boggles my mind and that like 
like it's it's not gonna be great for everybody and yet they're all like we're gonna do great things and it's the class of 2021 and nobody's been better and it's like all right uh, just calm yourselves and prepare for real life yeah because it's gonna suck yeah i mean nobody gets what they want in life no nobody nobody has gone to high school saying i'm going to be this when i grow up and actually get to there without any bumps in the road. So it's just, it's just weird to watch that kind of stuff. And then fortunately mm. my niece was, her last name starts with B. Okay. And they, she was in like the honors group. Okay. So the honors group was the first ones they called. So I only had to watch like 20 minutes past all the speeches and then she was gone. And I was like, all right, I'm logging off. Oh, that's good. Because it's, it started at one o'clock and it's still going on. Oh my god. Yeah, she's got a really large class. Yeah. It's like 700 kids or something. Okay. So, yeah. But wow. congratulations to her. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Virtual graduations. I think they're here to stay. <laughs> well, I don't like in this day and time of technology, there's no reason why you shouldn't live stream it. And the people in your family that can't travel to right to it can see you as well. Right. Or, or the family who can't get into the building with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I truly think that we're right on the cusp of like, unless there's another way major outbreak of coronavirus, I think we're kind of back to, um, as normal as it's going to get, whether you're mm-hmm. wearing a mask or not or whatever. Uh, but right. like technology today is definitely geared now towards working from home and doing things online. And I don't think high school graduations are going to be any different because there were a bunch of kids in her graduating class that were participating remotely. So I guess they were watching it online and they'll have their diploma shipped to them, I guess. Okay. So, you know, why not? Sure. Why why not have like virtual schooling where you don't have to like go to college in a different state. You can just do it all online. Right? I mean, if that's what you're good at. But then you miss out on that personal interaction and, you know, being an outcast and eating ramen for every meal. <laughs> all the exciting things. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for that for sure. But like us introverts don't want to go out to college anyway. So like if you're really smart and you don't want to go through that, but you can go to MIT remotely, then fucking do it. Right. Because why not? Yeah. Speaking of technology, did you see, did you happen to see the picture of Harrison Ford on the set of Indiana Jones 5? the one where they de-aged him already? Uh, well, there was there was one that came out where he's standing next to Toby Hoop, Hooper? No. Yes. Is yeah. That, is that who I'm thinking of? Yep. And he's got dots on his face? Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, it was like two days ago. Um, But he just does not look like Indiana Jones anymore. Well, he's how old? He's in his 80s. Yeah, really. And, but I mean, if you look up the picture, look at the hat. 
One of the iconic things about Indiana Jones is his hat, right? Yeah. And I don't know if they just don't. They they Care. just well. <laughs> maybe um th- there's a picture that the, the picture though like um and i'm trying to find it so that i can like steer you in the right direction um this uh, it says it's one day ago but there's not the actual pictures comicbook.com um is it then a geek maybe no okay so the den of geek Den of Geek pictures actually have the hat looking normal. Okay. Um, but there's there's the picture of him standing next to Toby, whatever his name is. Um, where the hat is completely fucked up, and it's like, did you not like look at this before you actually took the picture? Oh yeah. Do you find it? Yep. Yeah, it's like the hat's too big or something. Or it looks like it's been soaked. Possibly. Maybe that's what it is. Wow. That's pretty bad. I mean, look, I'm I'm happy that we're getting another film that's not going to be Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh Uh-huh. But they're a couple of years too late. They should have already done this. Yeah. I mean, and this the the picture of him with the fucked up hat. He's where he's got dots on his clothing as well as his face. Yeah. So I'm assuming that this is going to be a flashback. That's what the speculation is, and that that that's why like everything's a little fucked up. Hmm. Because if they're following age and time and stuff, then he it's the the movie's going to take place around 1970. Right. I thought it was supposed to be all about the Nazis and the space race. Possibly. Yeah. But right now they're filming at a castle in England. Yeah. Yeah, because there's that weird picture. Did you see the picture of his stunt double wearing the mask on the motorcycle? Yes. Yeah, that looks a little fucked up too. Yeah. I mean, this movie could be very depressing <laughs> when, you know, you see how old he is. <laughs> Apparently he's seven. And how old? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he, he went on that weird, like, tangent of, like, he's going to remake all the movies from his youth. Right. I guess before he gets too old to do it. And this was one of them. Too late. Yeah, well. And his wife, Callista Flockhart, is 57. Yep. They're closer in age than I thought they were. <laughs> well, that's because, like, for for some reason, Harrison Ford... Like when you think about the first Star Wars and you think about Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher being like 18 or whatever, mm-hmm. and you find out he was in his 30s, 
and there's right. that weird disparagement between those ages. And then you're like, oh, he married Callista Flockhart, and she was always young looking. Right. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's really like creepily like split apart in age. But then you're like, well, no, not really. So, I mean, I hope it's good. James James Mangold is a good filmmaker. So I'm hoping that, you know, he can do something better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. I hope it's a good send-off. I hope they don't do something stupid like try to replace him. Well, they tried to do that in the last one. Yeah, I know. And Shia LaBeouf was just great. Well, yeah. And then he, he pissed off Spielberg and... The only thing that I'm kind of missing here is is in the last one he got married. Yeah. And but um uh what's her name? Karen Allen isn't anywhere in the cast list. Hmm. So I would really kind of like you know like her to at least pop up one last time. He's wearing a wedding ring in the photo. Yeah. So maybe they'll tie it in somehow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so on Twitter, there's a picture of Harrison Ford back on the set of Indiana Jones 5, and then the related tweet is about 80-year-old tortoise. <laughs> One in the same. Uh, apparently so. That's so weird, Twitter. Keep doing you, I guess. Have you watched anything since you've been back? Um, I, uh, yes. Did you? Well, starting with. Starting with the plane ride back, I watched yeah. Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> yeah, and it 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 wasn't good. So okay, so so we can talk about this now. We watched my family and I watched this on Christmas because okay. that was the big thing about HBO Max was this was going to premiere on Christmas Day, and we all really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman, so we thought this was going to be equally as good and it's not. No. And it's like at the end when it sh- should have been like really good, I was just bored out of my mind. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't understand Pedro Pascal's character's motivations. Yeah. It, he wasn't a very good character. No. And the whole thing with, well, everybody just needs to give back their wishes. Right. Is a stupid plot device because it's a superhero movie. What did she do in order to stop him? Right. She gave back her wish and then everybody else gave back their wish too. No, that in America that would not have flown. No, not at all. And so the only other thing she does is fight the, the wannabe cats person. Right. Which looked terrible. Uh, yeah. And I mean, 
I don't know how you feel about it, but she pretty much like rapes that guy that Steve Trevor is embodying. Yes. Like it's a really weird dynamic if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like he takes over the body and they, they have that weird thing about like I was nowhere and that I believe now he's nowhere. So you've taken over his body and you don't really see Steve Trevor. You're actually seeing the dude that's just talking like Steve Trevor. Right. And you're just fucking his brains out, I guess. Like <laughs> it's a weird thing to put into it, like essentially a kid's film. So yeah, yeah, I didn't. I'm not a fan of Wonder Woman 1984. No, it's and I mean, it, the beginning was very Hunger Games. Yeah, where she's like this this tiny little girl competing against all these huge Amazons, and she almost wins. Um, yeah, it was. But what did that have to do with the rest of the movie? Like, if you're going to do a flashback like that, it needs to directly relate to somewhere later on in the film. Well, she says to Cheetah what her mother said to her, and it's like, you you know, something like you can't win by cheating. <sighs> okay. I thought that was the whole reason for that was that was the whole turnaround. Oh, okay. Maybe I fell asleep at that point. You could have. It would have been very easy. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I don't know what to make of that movie. Yeah, it wasn't good. What else did you? But have it was on the plane. Um, um, I have caught up on Mighty Ducks. <laughs> okay. A really good finale. I I'm looking forward to see if they go go off on a season two and where they end up. But in the season finale, they end up going to state championships against the mighty ducks. Oh, okay. And, uh, Bombay is in the hotel bar having a beer and the, the coach of the mighty ducks, who's like this asshole kid, um, has a run in with one of his parent, one of the, uh, kids parents on his team. And he looks kind of upset about it, so Bombay takes pity on him, and you know they sit and have a drink, and Bombay tells him why he was banned by NCAA. Okay. And the 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 other coach goes to the the uh, the board and turns him in. <laughs> so it's it it was kind of shitty. It's like oh okay, once an asshole, always an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but in the end, the uh, the the new team ends up forfeiting the championship. It's them versus the Mighty Ducks in the finals, and because one of the girls on the team is hurt, and they don't want her to feel like she let down the whole team by getting hurt, they all decided it was like an I am Spartacus moment. <laughs> okay. Where it's like, well, I'm not playing. Well, I'm not playing. Well, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> so mighty so the ducks end up winning and they're assholes about it and they challenge um they challenge them to a new to a, a 
a match without an audience, just team against team. Okay. And um, the Mighty Ducks coach tells his cast, his his team, to fight dirty. <laughs> so they're, like, hip-checking them and, and sticking them in the back and, you know, being assholes. And um, ultimately they end up winning. And the bet was that um, right before this game, Bombay gives them all original Mighty Ducks jerseys. Okay. So they go out on the ice wearing Mighty Ducks shirts. There's the the new Mighty Ducks. And the bet was that, you know, if they lost, um, that they would, if they lost, they would um, just stop being a team. But if they won, they became the Mighty Ducks again. (laughs) And that's kind of what happens at the end. They end up winning. And the guy tries to be an asshole about it. And one of the mothers, who's also on the board of directors, kind of steps forward and says, well, I'm on the board of directors. And I say, a deal's a deal. <laughs> so that's kind of how it ended. Okay. So it was it was good. It was feel good, you know. Yeah, very Disney. Very Disney. Yeah. Very Disney. But, you know. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, that's what they're going for on Disney Plus is to is to take those brands and put them out to new the the new generation. So yeah, I mean, they did a really good job. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely not as as gritty as um, Cobra Kai. <laughs> well, but I mean, it was yeah, it was good. Good. It was good. And then I caught up on the Bad Batch. I'm so glad that Carla from Cheers is now a character on it. I, you know, I sat there and I was listening to that voice and I was like, that's got to be Rhea Perlman, right? Yep. And then I was like, but there's no way that it would be Rhea Perlman because I can't picture them reaching out to her and saying, hey, you want to voice a, a character in Star Wars? Right. So then I looked it up. I was like, all right, so who's doing a Rhea Perlman impression? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's really her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's I mean, it's not like she's doing a voice. It's no. the voice she does anytime she's, you know, that's her role. Yeah, I guess <laughs> she's she's reached that point where she's just playing herself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was surprised that she was in more than one episode. She's like their handler now. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, this show yeah. has gone in a weird direction that I didn't think they were going to go in. Well, first, I didn't think they were going to have a kid tagging along. For right. One. And then, like, yeah, they become, like, hired mercenaries, and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But Rex comes back. Yeah, and, and I thought, apparently, like, two episodes ago, at the end, when the the woman on the ship is talking to somebody that you can't see who it was mm-hmm. that they were being sold out to somebody right right but it's rex and you, it's like oh okay i mean i don't even know how many episodes of the show they're supposed to be i don't know if they set i just a number of episodes i just sat there and, and i'm like okay there's a new one on friday so i'll watch it yeah but i didn't know if they were doing like you know eight episodes a season or they were going to do like 20 episodes a season. Yeah. I mean, they only have to pay one guy really. So yeah. 
Dee Bradley Baker, who does almost all the voices. Yeah. Except for Rhea Perlman. Him and the kid. Or her and the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that Fennec Shan made an appearance. Yeah. Yep. That was kind of cool. Um, I liked the little kind of callback things, like when they're in the uh, the the shop trying to sell the bomb or whatever it is. Oh, and the little the little stormtrooper toy. The little stormtrooper stormy. Yeah. And then later on, she's she's repainting it so it looks like Wrecker. Right. It's like oh, that's kind of cool. And the rancor thing. The I, the rancor thing was great. Somebody said that that's not the one that Luke kills. Because somebody specifically asked about it and they said that Bib Fortuna was there to get it for not Jabba, but for one of Jabba's family or something. Oh, okay. But I mean, everybody online was like, oh, that's the Rancor from Return of the Jedi. Roxy? Is that like the fan name? That's the fan name, Roxy. Roxy the Rancor. (laughs) And this was Moochie? (laughs) Moochie the Rancor. Moochie. Yeah. It, it, I, uh, I like it. I've, I've been enjoying it. I liked the whole going to the abandoned Empire destroyer to, yeah. to do surgery on each other. It, yeah. And apparently that is the same planet if you play Fallen Jedi. Yeah. The, the, where the main character works in the beginning of that game is that planet. Okay. So they're t- they're trying to tie all the different Star Wars elements back together. Well, that's good. Yeah. That makes sense. And I kind of get a little lost trying to remember where it fits into the whole timeline. Since, you know, the past few years they've been all over the place. Right. Um, but they don't seem to be opening any plot holes, which is nice. You mean within the larger story? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of speculation on who Omega is. Yeah. Like in the future, like how she's gonna play into somebody saying that she's actually Ray's mother. Um, you know, there's all kinds of weird like fan theories out there about it. Yeah. Um, I personally don't think that that that's the case. Um. I don't I don't know necessarily that she'll tie into anything other than maybe show up. I would like to see Dave Filoni incorporate the Bad Batch into one of the live action shows. Like years later mm-hmm. and have Tamara Morrison play them. Um, in at least at least a couple of scenes like maybe Hunter or one of the one of the ones they wouldn't have to do heavy prosthetics on. Um, and, you know, Omega's still there, but Omega's grown now and she doesn't really have anything to do with, you know, whatever. Because there's there's a chance of Rex showing up in the Ahsoka Tano TV show. Right. And if that happens, then, you know, maybe the Bad Batch is like, like, come back up with her or like something. Because at the end of the episode, he's on like a call with her saying, okay, I'll meet you at the rendezvous. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're all like, if you need us, you know where to find us. So at some point they could in this series wind up with Ahsoka and then wind up on the TV show. Right. I would like to see them bring all like the, the animated people into live action if they could. That'd be very cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that Disney's just giving them a blank check now and saying, just make us content. <laughs> right. And they have to replace the Rangers, the new Republic. Cause that's no longer happening. Mm-hmm. Thanks to, you know, what's her name getting fired? Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then of course I watched Loki. Yeah. Wow. What'd you think? <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I mean, it, it, <sighs> I love how the whole thing, um, meshes together with the rest of the MCU mm-hmm. in that there's, you know, there's scenes from from Endgame that they kind of reshoot bits of and rework and yep. all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I, I had said in the beginning when they had showed the original trailer was that Loki's hair is completely different than mm-hmm. in Endgame. Right, but, you got a haircut. Yeah, but when you watch the beginning of this the first episode they went back and inserted him into those scenes with shorter hair. Yes. So that when he pops up in the desert, it's not a big shock that his hair's different. And I was like, that's attention to detail. Yeah. That's somebody going, cause they could have just said, nah, just let it fly. Like it is whatever it is. And we're not putting extensions into his hair or whatever. So just let it go. But no, they went back and they filmed him against the green screen and just added him back in. And it's like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, I'll take that. Well, I mean, now it's so easy to do that. Yeah. And they you know? like, they have all the plates and all the background footage and all the stuff that they can just, you know, call up that shot in some giant hard drive somewhere and just put them back in. Right. But I think... I think um, Loki works really well because of the chemistry between him and um, Owen Wilson. Okay. I think those two guys together work really well. It's it's the same chemistry that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had. Yeah. And I, th- I like, you know, Morbius is not out to fuck over Loki at least not what it seems like. Right. He's there to understand him and to get Loki to help him. And I think that, that he's not intimidated by Loki and Loki doesn't understand that. And that it's a great dynamic for them to play off of because it's 2012 Loki where he's still arrogant and thinks that he needs to rule. Right. And not so much 2020 Loki that died at the hands of Thanos. Mm hmm you know, those are two, two completely different characters and seeing his death and seeing the death of his mother. And then my favorite shot of the whole thing was them 
was the guy opening the drawer and all the infinity stones I, were in it. Yes. And he's like, why do you have all these? And he's like, oh, they're all over the place. Like <laughs> some of the guys paperweights. using paperweights. Yes. And you know that the, the whole idea of like, they're not that important. Like, right. You know, lots of different versions of you have gotten a, a hold of these and mm-hmm. now they're all here. So, right. you know, I like the whole concept of trying to maintain the concept of one timeline. Yeah. And what happens when it goes astray? Well, and that's going to lead right into Doctor Strange. Right. And I like one of the things that I did appreciate a lot in the episode was Loki's question about why he's never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you didn't need to because right. you didn't cross into anything you weren't supposed to cross into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole the whole thing of like, well, the Avengers should be here. They traveled in time and they're the ones that really should be here instead of me. And they're like, oh, no, they were always meant to go back in time. Like, that's not that's not them changing the flow of time. That's them correcting it into what should have been. And I, I truly appreciate like them covering those holes because it could have very well, they just could have blown over it and mm-hmm. people would have been like, well, the Avengers traveled in time. Ant-Man kind of traveled in time. But if you're not meant to, that's when the TVA shows up. Right. Which I, now I really want to know what the story of the other guy that got like disintegrated in the waiting room yeah. was. Right. Like how did he travel in time? I don't think, um, did you see the rumor that Peggy Carter is in the episode? Yes. I don't think that's her. No? No. I I think they would have lingered on it if it was her. Yeah. I think because the TVA is set up like a, um, like a government agency in the 50s, that it was just a woman of similar stature with a similar hairstyle that was meant to walk through the background. And somebody saw it and was like, Peggy? Yes. So I don't I don't think that's them. I am interested to see what they're going to do with this. I mean, it just seems like they can't do any wrong when it comes to television. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, it, it the whole episode was great. The way that they um introduced Loki and caught him up to speed yep. with his story as to, you know, um, he's basically dead. He caused his mother's death. He was yep. kind of, you know, all that stuff. He's actually friends with his brother at the end. Like, yep. Yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff to, to like instant character development. Right. And it was funny because when the first trailer came out and they showed him as DB Cooper, there mm-hmm. was wild fan speculation of like, that's going to be an entire episode and he's going to have to take over for the real DB Cooper and, you know, to make the time right. And it's like, Oh no, that was just a bet with him and Thor. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and because there was that, there was that line where he talks about Heimdall and, and Thor. I hope you're ready. Yeah. So everybody was like, Chris Hemsworth's going to be in this. Mm-hmm. like Thor, like they're going to bring back Idris Elba and he's going to be in this. And it's like, Nope. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that I like about the Marvel shows is it, it does make it appointment television. Mm-hmm. You're wanting to see it as soon as you can when it comes out. But one of the things that that feeds into a lot is the fan theories. Right. And the fan theories have been all wrong up until including this one. There's there's right. not one thing that's been a fan theory that's that's panned out. And we're we're also guilty of it. I mean, we have our theories on the show. Mm-hmm. And we we said, oh, you know, maybe it's Mephisto and maybe it's this or that or what what we think Marvel is going to do has no bearing on what Marvel's actually going to do. And I think a lot of people get disappointed that their theories aren't true. And that's why you get people who don't like the, the shows as much as people that are just going for the ride. Right. And I think that's, I think in these shows you just need to go for the ride and see what they've come up with. Cause I think it's better that way. Yeah. I've I've made it a point not to watch like the next week's coming trailer. Yeah, I usually don't watch those. Because I enjoy it so much more if I haven't seen any of the footage. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to carry that over from like watching movies. Cause I'll watch like the first trailer and then that's it. Yeah. Really looking forward to seeing what they're doing with the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, if they can make this work, they I'm really interested to see what they do with Hawkeye. Yeah. I mean, Hawkeye is probably the one character I have very little interest in. Right. And well, I don't know if that's James Remar or if it's... Um, I don't know. I just don't feel a lot of empathy for the character and he just seems to be a a bit player so far. Right. Well, again, he's not had the opportunity to shine in any of the, in any of the movies. He's always been kind of the background character and like the foil for the, the stronger Avengers. Right. And I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's why by uh, Jeremy Renner did it was so that he could kind of shine in in the character for once. Mm-hmm. And I'm if they can if they can make me care about characters that I didn't normally care about, then I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with him. Yeah. Did you watch the latest um, Superman and Lois? I did. Yeah. I, I don't like the alternative timelines. <laughs> I just don't. It's, I, I mean, I don't know. So the end of the last episode is the, the evil corporate guy. Yep. Who's digging for, um, kryptonite, kryptonite. and making Kryptonians out of normal Smallville people is now apparently Kal-El's brother. Yeah. So, older brother? I, who is 
never mentioned before. Well, and that's the thing. Like, how? When? What year did Superman come out? The twenties? Yeah. Thirties. So, in almost a hundred years of storytelling, there's never been a version of Superman where where Jor-El sends not one son but two to Earth. I mean, there's there's all the stuff with Kara, and you know, there were other Kryptonians that sent their kids wherever, right? But it, there's never been a brother. Yeah. So I'm. I don't know. It's a weird show. It had a lot of potential in the beginning. I mean, I like the whole family story, but when it crosses, you know, when it crosses over where the one son is breaking into to Steele's trailer, and it's like, okay, that's a little far fetched. Uh, yeah. That's a little far-fetched. I mean, I like the whole struggle of the other kid who's just getting powers. <laughs> right. And, but, but like, like Lana's husband now has powers. Yeah. And exactly. like some of the townspeople have powers because they've been around kryptonite apparently. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're more susceptible to, and they're not even getting powers. They're being implanted with like Kryptonian psyches. Right. Or something like they, they did the procedure on the one woman and now she's talking with a different voice mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, you've done well and we need to find more. And it's like, what? No, that's not any story that I've ever read for Superman. Right. I mean, there's a hundred years worth of backstory that you can be picking and choosing from. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's like I I have a problem with Lois's father being kind of the bad guy. I mean, so he's what does he have some kind of like supersonic jet that he can just show up at Smallville at like a moment's notice? Yeah, apparently. It's like when Arrow, the Arrow cast used to go back and forth to um, Ra's al Ghul's country. Mm hmm. Like it's, it was just a short hop on a plane and they were there. And it's like any time that they need the father to show up, he's just there. He's just there. And it's like, so yep. is Smallville like the, the nexus of the DC America? Like all roads lead out of Smallville? Yeah. Cause apparently it's quite the trip between there and Metropolis. Mm hmm. And so, I mean, depending on what map you look at, Metropolis is either New York or Chicago. Right. And in some certain circumstances, Gotham is right across the, the river from them. Mm-hmm. But so a, a lot of times they were suspecting, like for the for the Zack Snyder universe, that like Metropolis was like Manhattan and then... Um, Gotham would have been like Jersey City mm-hmm. or something because that's how close those two cities are. Right. But I don't know that because they've never shown a map of where any of this stuff is. You know, and is this the same prime universe that was caused by Crisis on Infinite Earths? Because there's no mention of Kara at all. No. And you would think if there were Kryptonians in Smallville, he'd be calling his cousin to be like, hey, can you give me a hand? 
Right. It's something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. There's a lot of questions in this show. Yeah. I, I, as we've said in the past, I, I think the the DC TV universe is coming to a close. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, it's just not not doing it. No, I mean, I that's the only show that I watch on CW now. Yeah. Um, I know that Diggle was coming to Batwoman and... Oh, who cares? Some, I think Legends. Is it Legends? Or is it Superman and Lois? He's going to show up on one of them. He might be showing up on all of them, for all I know. Could be. But, I mean, they, they also had the big farewell to Cisco on The Flash. Oh my God! Was it, did you watch that? I watched. I watched that particular scene on YouTube because I wasn't going to watch the whole show. They said that that episode was better than any of the others this season, but I can't. Oh, it it was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was not, and it ended with Cisco and Barry singing Poker Face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, what? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was a really bad send off. I mean, I saw, I saw that the scene where he's walking around, he's looking at everything. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is, and then he gives like the t-shirts to everybody. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And, but then now apparently he's coming back for the season seven finale. Mm -hmm. So it's not really his send off. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, where where's he going to work after this? <laughs> and I'm not I'm not being mean, well, but it's like you you've pigeonholed yourself into this role. Are you you're talking about the actual actor? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's only so many Latino roles you can play. Gangbanger. <laughs> Former gangbanger. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what where you go with that. And a, just a weird decision. I mean, unless he sees the writing on the wall that it's going to keep getting progressively worse and he wants nothing to do with it. Well, it seems like the show's ending because they keep referring to the final season mm -hmm. and all the writing. But there's never been like a, hey, the final season is is going to be next year. Because yeah, they were, haven't. There were all those reports announced that, that the WB or Warner Brothers or um, CW was throwing a shitload of money at Grant Gustin to stay. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think he wants to stay without everybody else that's going to be there. And I think he's another actor that's not going to find a lot of work. No, I feel like. Um. um Who's the guy that played Arrow? Stephen Amell. Uh -huh. Like Stephen Amell had to go out to produce his own new TV show in order to not be typecast. And he's going right. from a superhero to a wrestler, which mm -hmm. I don't know how different that actually is. Yeah, I was going to say that's not much of a stretch. But he's kind of making his own roads, which mm -hmm. I can, I can, you know, good for him. I can see why he's doing it. I don't know how far he's going to get especially if it's not a hit. I mean, he may just yeah. end up being, you know, the convention guy. Yeah. Well, which the, apparently makes really good money at. Yeah. So, so 
I don't know, but I think all those background characters, I mean, Katie Cassidy, what was she? She was going to do that. Um, um, what was it called? The, the one based around the, the canaries, I guess. Yeah. And then that got shit canned. Yep. So it's like, what do you, what do you do with all these people? And they're not going to, they're not going to find work. No. Or they'll wind up on a show that's on like some cable channel that you've never heard of and that you have to have some weird subscription package in order to see. Mm hmm. Like Paramount or Peacock. Well, no, I mean, Peacock at least is is somewhat mainstream, but like like the audience network. What's that? It was one AT&T had it. Um, the show that's now on Peacock, which is um, Mr. Mercedes, which is the adaptation of the Stephen King novel. OK. Was exclusive to the audience channel when it first oh. came out. Okay. And then it got sold to Peacock because they figured out they could make money off of it. Hmm. But I mean, it was exclusive to that for a long time. So, yeah. But uh, you know, I can certainly see like some of those people ending up on that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't not, I don't have cable, so I'm not, I don't have those weird channels, but I mean, most of almost everything that I watch now is streaming. Yeah. And kind of watch it when I want to, even if it's like released on a certain day. Um, but I, I can't, I can't think of anything that's been on TV that I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I've missed that because I don't have cable. Cause there's just too much crap out there. There is, there is. Although, being out of the country, I realized that how limited um, my television interests have become. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I was lo- looking for things that were outside the normal uh, conventions of, of TV over here. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But, what but do you, I mean, I was what do you I was mean able by, to by your your become limited. Um, that there's maybe eight to ten shows that I watch. Yeah, and that's kind of it. I mean, how do you go out of your way like to see what's new on, um, like Netflix? to see if there's any like TV shows or anything on there Mm -hmm. that like just pop up and you're like, Oh, that might look interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, are you doing that or are you just like getting recommendations (sighs) from people? Uh, all of the above. Okay. Um, I started watching ratchet. Oh yeah. I watched that. That, that just feels like a movie that didn't have to be made. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, okay, so she was a abused foster child and put on sex shows with her quote-unquote brother, mm-hmm. who wasn't really her brother. 
I, I mean, sometimes I feel that these these uh, Ryan Murphy shows, he's got to have some really fucked up fetishes. <laughs> you know, the the whole giving a lobotomy to the priest with the ice pick. Yeah. And just the whole and and she's a lesbian, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I've got two episodes left. I think that Ryan Murphy. I think that that Netflix went to him and said, you know, do you want a deal where we'll produce some of the shows that are are too out there for like normal television? Yeah. And, you know, he came up with Hollywood and then he came up with Ratchet and they're not neither one of them are shows that would ever be picked up in any kind of like cable television um, like channel that you've ever heard of. So. I yeah. think it's it's his way of being like, well, I've had these really fucked up ideas, and I think well, this is. The and place I mean, we that's kind of it. what he started doing with American Horror Story. Yeah, and this just takes it to the extreme. It's like, well, there's oh, no limits, really, and so no, you know, he's going to push to see how far he can go. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird. I mean, I f- I feel like Sarah Paulson is probably giving him a lot of input too, since they seem to work together all the time. Yeah. Of like, you know, she wants to represent the, the gay community. So, you know, maybe ratchet is bisexual. Sure. You know, who knows, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my, believe it or not, my dad was totally hooked on ratchet. Yeah. Like there was one cause ever since lockdown, the family gets together on Monday nights for an hour on zoom. And one, one week he was like, I've got it. I've got a TV show to recommend to everybody. And my dad never does that. And we were like, yeah. okay, what? And he was like, it's a show on Netflix. It's called ratchet. Like I can't stop watching it. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I started watching it and I was like, who is this man? And what did he, what did he yeah, do with right? my father? Because if he saw me watching this when I was a kid, yeah, he would have been like, "What the fuck are you watching?" <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. I like, you know, I'm not gonna say that I gave him my Netflix login because that's wrong to do. But if I did, you know, he's watching some really weird stuff. So you know, whatever. Right. Whatever, whatever gets him through the day, I guess. And the other new thing I've started watching that you recommended was Solo on uh, okay. prime. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> How far into it are you? Uh I just finished the third one with Helen Mirren. Okay. It starts to go a little bit downhill from here. Oh. Um but they're still good. Yeah. Um they're still worth watching. Um but like that the the second one with Anthony Mackie? Mhm. Like when you understand what goes on in the entire episode, you're like, at the end I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then like Helen Mirren also like references some of the stuff that he talks about. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh wow, this is kind of cool that like who's ever writing this is like keeping everything kind of connected. Yeah. Well, and all three stories have to do with death. Yep. Oh, it's like, I mean, the Anne Hathaway one I thought was just amazing. Yeah. You know, for being a one room set and the whole, you know, trying to 
time travel and well and that's the thing about all of them is it's a one room kind of monologue Mm-hmm. The the Helen yeah. Mirren one isn't really because she's talking to like the computer, right? But like Anthony Mackie's talking to himself. Helen um, Anne, Anne Hathaway, Hathaway is talking to herself through multiple things, and it's all set in one location. It's all kind of one story, and you're right. It, they're all kind of like hers is about like the death of a loved one, and mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie's is like the death of of of. And taking himself. care of your family. Mm-hmm. And then the Helen Mirren one is about getting old and facing death. Right. And like, there's this weird, like even, and I'm not going to spoil the, the other ones for you, but like it is a, it is a theme that goes on. Um, so it is very, very interesting. Um, and I don't see a whole lot of people talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I started watching this week was um, there's a, a new show on Netflix that stars Ewan McGregor called Holston. And it's I saw that it's also on Prime. That's that's a documentary. The one on Prime. Oh, that is. Yeah. Oh, OK. But the, the one on Netflix is is like a, a miniseries that was, yeah. was Ewan McGregor and tells the story about the, the designer Holston. Real interesting shit. Like he worked with Joel Schumacher at one point, or I should say Joel, Joel Schumacher worked for him when, after he was designing windows, Joel Schumacher went to work for Holston, um, before he became like a, a movie director. So I'm only a couple episodes in, but it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to check that out at some point. Did, there'll be nothing else on all summer. Did you happen to see the the thing that was on YouTube, the the actor on actor series that Variety is doing? No. They had one with Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal. Okay. And there's a there's a funny story because um McGregor shooting Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um and they're they're talking about like Star Wars and all this stuff. And Ewan McGregor's talking about Grogu and he's asking Pedro, like, how many of them do you have? And like, like, he's like, well, there's one that they use for like far away shots. And there's one that's like totally puppeteered and blah, blah, blah. And Ewan McGregor tells this funny story. He goes, you know, on episode one, there was an actual puppet that Frank Oz was doing and all these puppeteers that were under the floor. And he said it was really disconcerting because you would forget that it was a puppet. Yeah. That the, the puppeteering and Frank Oz was so strong that you were just talking to Yoda. Mm -hmm. And he said, but the really weird thing was that when they would yell cut, all the puppeteers would just stop what they were doing. And Yoda would just fall over dead. (laughs) Like the eyes would just get wide. It would just like dump over. And he was like, it took me so long to get used to because you're sitting there acting against Yoda. And then Yoda just falls over. Yeah. And I, I never really considered that before. Like, you know, all those people that, that have to work with Muppets and puppets and all that other stuff at some point, they just kind of go limp and you're not acting with them anymore. (laughs) Right. But it's pretty good. It's a, it's like a 40, 35 minute episode. Yeah. And they talk about all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, I see that there's a Kaylee Cuoco, Elizabeth Olsen version. There's Chris Rock yeah. and Nicole Kidman. And some of them are a little strange. Yeah. Um, and they also did one that was like um, Elizabeth Olsen, um, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Tom Hiddleston, and um, dude that plays Vision, Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. um, is on like a group chat and they're talking about Marvel. Apparently, um, Tom Hiddleston at some point gave like a symposium on Loki to the crew. I saw that. Yes. And that's one of the things that they talk about. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe Kevin can fuck himself starts this week on AMC. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's the one that you were talking about, right? Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to take a look at that. We have AMC Plus. So I'm sure that'll be on there. Oh, sure. I'm sure. And and I there there was a a a uh, a news headline that I just had to stop and read. <laughs> um <laughs> So apparently NBC has a new upcoming extreme sports kind of show. And the, the headline is ultimate slip and slide production halted over explosive diarrhea outbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So yeah, apparently 40 crew members have fallen violently ill Resulting in an outbreak of awful explosive diarrhea. Okay. What could the ultimate slip and slide show be about? Uh, apparently shitting yourself and sliding <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, it, it stars those TV favorites, Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The, the official the the official cause is called an outbreak of garadia. Yeah. Uh, garadia is a microscopic parasite found on surfaces or in soil, food, or water that has been contaminated with feces from infected people or animals. Which, when swallowed, causes a diarrheal diarrheal disease. Mm-hmm. Not what you want at the best of times. Very much not what you want on a set involving slip and slides. <laughs> I mean, so it can't be in the water if 40 crew people are sick, right? It was in something they came in contact with. It's got to be like food or something. I don't know. A source. I mean, obviously, knowledge... there's a lot of water. It's a slip and slide. Yeah. A source with knowledge of the production said an outbreak of awful explosive diarrhea led to people collapsing on set and being forced to run into porta potties. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, that's what they should be filming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's the episode. Uh, so ultimate slip, slip and slide is described as a fresh take on Whammo's iconic 1960s outdoor game that takes the spirit of the classic backyard slide and transforms it into a real life water park full of gigantic slippery rides with the chance to take home big cash prizes. 
that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> and the fact that it's scheduled for August. Yeah. Really it, shows you that they have no faith in it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I I stumbled upon one of the the over the air channels that we have was playing um Wipeout the other day. Yeah. And I remember really liking Wipeout when it first came out and then rewatching it just does not hold the same like I don't know. It's it's just not as good as I remember it. But neither is. Do you remember um, Extreme Elimination Challenge? Which was no. the, the the show from Japan that was redubbed into English? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, when I first watched it, I thought that was hysterical. And then I've watched episodes since, and I'm like, this isn't funny at all. So I don't know if I've just grown as a person or what, but... I'm thinking it's have Chris. Well, I'm thinking it was like place and time. But that's funny. I Not that I want to see people have explosive diarrhea, but No. It would be like what's that in the water? <laughs> oh. <sighs> like just to, yeah. just imagine like you're a contestant and you're at the top of the slide. And you don't want to stop production because you don't want to be that guy. You just want to get your turnover with, but your stomach's not feeling quite right. Mm -hmm. And then you're halfway down and you can't help it. And you just shit your pants. Only it comes violently out of you. Yeah. And then there's, there's like, and then there's somebody who's already ready to go right behind you <laughs> well you hit the water and then like a cloud of brown comes down behind you uh, <laughs> uh. now maybe if it's like one of those really oily greasy ones it would help the next guy go faster <laughs> <laughs> well maybe that's why 40 people got sick maybe they're just like yeah. don't clean it up just you know just keep it going just keep it going and maybe maybe that's how it spreads to 40 people is like you're the you're or like you have the chance to go to the bathroom, but you don't wipe your hands and then you're touching the railing, climbing up the slide and then everybody's climbing up the railing behind you, you know, then everybody's sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're running their fingers through the buffet. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> That's why you never eat at one of those like buffets in Orlando near the theme parks. Oh, God, no. Because you don't know those Golden Corral places. You don't know who's running their hands through the fucking mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. It's not brown It's, it's not brown gravy. It's something else. Blech. That's not <laughs> bread pudding. <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, yeah. I mean, what are you going to watch when there's there's no more scripted shows on? Uh, I'll find something. <laughs> You're not going to watch Big Brother? Oh, God, I never watch that shit. <laughs> I don't even know. Are they even still doing that? I think so. I mean, how would you do that in the time of COVID? No, oh, uh, apparently it's going on right now. <laughs> oh, well, see, there you go. Uh, Season 22 is 
12 episodes in? So, no. Wait a minute. No, it hasn't started yet. That's from, oh, they did it during COVID last year. Really? August 5th, 2020. Well, I mean, it's a quarantine. Yeah, I guess you just quarantine them way before and make sure that they're not sick. Yeah. I mean, they're not leaving the, the place once they've started filming, so. Yeah. Seems like it might be a, a perfect opportunity for a COVID show. <laughs> I mean, all these people just look so fucking entitled. Uh, yeah. Are you crawling through a tube or something? Am I what? Are you crawling through a tube? No, why? Because it sounds like you're like head first in a tunnel. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, that was an all-star cast too. It was? That was made up of people that have already been on the show. Uh, was Frankie Grande there? Frankie Grande? It's Ariana's brother, who's like a, a YouTube star, I guess. No, not that I see. Oh. Oh. No. Just as well. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, good times. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for this week? Oh, no. I think we should leave it at the, di at the diarrhea. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Nothing on your, on your return? Yeah, no. No. no.